Welcome to hell. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Jersey Shore Musicians Podcast. I'm Matt. That's Jeff. And tonight, we have everyone's favorite pocket-sized promoter, <laughs> Michelle Messina. Yay, golf clap. Yay. Golf clap. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Only for you. Oh, I feel special. <laughs> so how are you? I'm doing good. Good, good. How have things been lately? Things starting to pop Busy. back up? Yeah. Now all the bands are going on tour, so I'm just constantly going. Oh, yeah, I imagine. Just email upon email after email. Yeah, now that everything's open, all the touring bands are like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No matter of like two weeks, it was like there was nothing. And then all of a sudden, like every band is announcing tours. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's good. It's just crazy. Well, you knew that as soon as it happened, there was going to be just this onslaught of everything, just like a tidal wave. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm happy about it. Oh, yeah. Well, of course you are. So, uh, why don't we get, uh, we'll start you with the normal question. Uh, what made you get into being a promoter? Um, I actually fell into it by accident. Uh, I want to say 2006, I was doing title insurance and I ended up getting fired from my job right before my birthday. So I walked into Club Deep and got a job there, just working the door for the time being. And it ended up me starting Thursday night metal nights and it just kind of went from there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, where, where have you booked throughout the years? Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> well, we started at Club Deep in Asbury. Uh, then uh, they closed down. I moved to the Fast Lane in Asbury and the Stone Pony and sometimes Asbury Lanes. Then Boundbrook at the Rail. Champs in Trenton I've been at since 2007. That's been like my main spot. And I've been at Dingbats in Clifton for five years now. Wow, it's been that long, huh? It's been that long. Wow. That's insane. So, you know, as a band, we know when we have to go talk to you, being the promoter or whatever, there's definitely a little edginess, we'll call it. What is it like for you to interact with a band? Because we know how we feel. Well, do you like see a band coming and like, oh, Jesus, fuck, here's these fucking guys <laughs> again. Like, every time I message you. <laughs> It's like, fuck this guy again. Well, it depends. I mean, if you're going to come up to me with like that rock star attitude, I'll shoot it right down. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of female promoters last in this business because they kind of just let people walk all over them. I've lasted in this business because I do not take shit. And everybody knows that. I mean, I've had touring bands demand crazy shit and come up to me asking for it and me just telling them straight out, look, your rock star attitude is going to get you nothing. And they would come up to me and apologize later on because they know they were fucked up. <laughs> now, that doesn't happen all the time. Or, no, or doesn't no, work no. Out all the time. It doesn't. Well, no. I mean, honestly, I've had pretty good experiences yeah. with headlining bands. There's only been maybe a handful that had that attitude mm-hmm. until I shut it down. Okay. So is there a big difference between, let's say, a touring band versus like a, a local opening or something like that like what are they like are they like oh thank you can i have another or is it like here's x amount of dollars and i'm going to give you back five you know like what's like the vibe 
I want to know the vibe from your end. The vibe from my end is at this point, I've been doing this for 15 years. Okay. So a majority of the bands in New Jersey know me. Okay. So they find me whatever venue I'm booking at. You know, they always follow me because I'm no bullshit with them and they know it. So it's kind of like a mutual respect thing. But when a band draws three people and comes to me looking for $500, I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a little, that's absurd. But like, all right, let's say the band did do three people, but they were an excellent band. Maybe maybe it was a traveling thing or something like that. What would be your scenario to them? I book bands over and over again that don't draw anybody. Okay. You know, it's, it's a thing, you know, everybody has to grow. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Um, the only time it aggravates me is like if I have a like a six thousand dollar tour and this band says, "Look, you know, put us on this tour," and I pass up other bands that want to play it, uh, and they say, "You know, we'll help you. We'll sell thirty tickets for it," and then they come back with zero, and it's like I had ten other bands that would have done something. Yeah, you know what I mean. So there is that type of pressure of. Selling tickets. Not well, it's so not really pressure tickets. because I'm not taking money out of the band's pocket. Like, mm-hmm. if I tell you 30 tickets and you come back selling 20, like, I'm not expecting you to pay for the rest. Okay. You know what I mean? Like when, some other people? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they who shall not be named. Yes, yes. I mean, we could. We'll just edit them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd rather not. <laughs> Uh, I mean, everybody does does it their own way, mm-hmm. but to me, it's you know you're helping out. We're yeah. going to promote. You're going to promote. We're going to make it together. We're going to make it a good show. Nice, nice. What is like? What's it like? Do you still jump around from place to place booking, or are you kind of just a home base now? I've always kind of just been a home base type of person. Okay. I've tried to book multiple venues. Even when I started at Dingbats, I was booking champs at the same time, mm-hmm. and I've always done everything on my own. So trying to balance two venues, one person Doesn't is hard. Yeah. It's hard. So I kind of, you know, stepped back from champs for a while. Um, it used to be really good. Draws started getting really bad. So. Okay. So where are you now? Uh, I'm currently? at Ding Bats Clifton. Yeah. Clifton. Okay. I know a couple of people that played up there probably just before the, uh, pandemic hit probably for me yeah oh yeah probably (laughs) um okay so what would be out of all the shows that you've put on we're gonna dive in deep i want to know what was the show you're like you you promote you booked it and everything and you're like yes this was great this was perfect this was exactly the way i want it to be and what is one where it's like fuck i'm never doing that bullshit again that was the dumbest <laughs> motherfucking thing i ever did you saw that look right there yeah like, <laughs> so we got the worst so let's damn start it. with the best all right so i would say the best show overall as me being a fan of a band that i booked was the spine shank show okay um where they, was this at champs champs okay yeah. this was a band that you know i was always a fan of back in the day and i started booking johnny's band silent civilian and I always said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to book Spineshank one day, Johnny, just watch. And I finally got the chance to, and I yelled at my staff. I'm like, between 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock, I'm fangirl. I'm not promoter. I'm not doing any business. Oh, that's cool. You were able to do that, too. Because yeah. usually it's like you're running around with your head, ch- like a chicken <laughs> head cut off. Yeah, however that saying goes. And I didn't start <laughs> drinking yet, right? 
I'm gonna Chicken now. With Maybe your I should head be. Cut off. Yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah. But that's cool though. You actually had that ability to do that. Yes. Yeah. I've heard horror stories from other people be like, I don't even know why I bothered coming in. I should have just stayed in the office and counted money and peds and. Well, see the good thing with like. My venue is like, we don't even have an office. So, like, I'm always around at shows. I mean, Matt. Yeah, she's yeah. normally sitting at the table by the door. Or I'll be at the bar with the guys. Yeah. <laughs> Doing shots. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> it was the worst when I was losing money because I was like, well, fuck it. If I'm going to lose money, I'm going to lose money in style. And I'll just be buying everybody shots all night. That's what definitely a good way to look at it. If I'm going <laughs> mean, to lose money, I'm going to do it right. Whatever. I'm going to lose a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, I could sit here and cry about it, or I could just suck it up and get drunk with everybody. So There you go. Perfect. Okay, so let's hear the worst. I don't know. It's a toss-up. Oh, well, we could take both of them. Yeah, I know, but one <laughs> band I still book, so I'm trying. <laughs> well, don't, don't use their name. <laughs> or is the situation so bad that I they would I think it's know? so bad that it would definitely be obvious if I... I must hear this yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> oh. We'll, we'll think about it. Oh, man. I would say probably like one of the worst shows. was, And it's not even like draw-wise. It was just the way the bands were. Okay. Uh, I booked this band called Scum of the Earth. And they had this opening band called Ricketts. And my friends in Echo Trend. So I booked it because my friends from Echo Trend from Florida were touring with them. And I, you know, always booked them up here. I get the tour rider and this band Ricketts, I mean, it has female massage therapists available for headliner for free and uh, $5 for each other band member. And I was looking at this, I'm like, what the fuck is this band thinking? Like, they're nobody. (laughs) So I go to the show. Scum of the Earth comes in a tour bus. They're getting like low money okay. so I'm sitting there going why does a band getting such low money show up in a tour bus like that doesn't even make any sense so the first thing this band this was the band I was talking about before though so the singer Ricketts comes over to me he goes hey did you get our tour rider I was like yeah fucking female massage therapist are you fucking kidding me I was like you don't know me I was like your attitude is gonna get you nothing oh well you must have got our tour like our festival tour rider I'm so sorry I'm like mm-hmm, okay <laughs> So Riggs, he was a Jaeger drinker. So this guy would make me like pour cups of Jaeger for him so he could bring it on the tour bus. He got so fucking drunk. Do have you were you ever at Chasers? No. No? Okay. Chasers. So, Chasers in Keensburg. I think so. Long time ago. Okay, remember how the stage was and there was like a door to the patio like right on the side of the stage? Yeah. So this guy, he's so drunk. He chips his tooth on the microphone, opens the side door, and just throws up. Gets back on stage and just starts singing like nothing happened. It's a fucking trooper right yeah, there. I mean, that's kind of showmanshipy. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. But then my friend from North Jersey booked them. I went to the show because Equitrin obviously was on that date as well. And apparently there was like, I think it was the main stage and apparently there was something wrong with the sound system, but the tour sound guy was giving the house sound people like troubles this whole time. So the sound goes out and nobody will help this poor guy because of all the shit they were giving him earlier. So all of a sudden I just see the singer like 
take the microphone stand, break it on his drums and throw his props into the stage saying, if you don't get this piece of shit working, I'm going on the bus and not coming back. And I look at my friend, I was like, thank God that didn't happen at my show. (laughs) (laughs) I felt terrible for my friend Nick. We laugh about it today. Like we still laugh about it. I was like, man, I'm just happy that didn't happen on my show. (laughs) It's not worse than when they're they're just like, they they think they're so much better than that. They're like, I'll go, I'll I'll leave. Go, Go ahead. Have fun. You won't get paid either. <laughs> I mean, we know another band that shall remain nameless yes, that I pulled know. that. I played that show. I know. Yes, you did play that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I was there. <laughs> so what are some of the most ridiculous riders have you've got? Obviously, uh, a female masseuse. That's a little yeah, pushing like a, a it, but okay. 6,000 green M&Ms. <laughs> Honestly, I stopped filling riders once I when I first started in Asbury, I was always going around picking up all this stuff for riders like no problem. Yeah, that's easy. Let's do it. And they'd send me out. And then I remember the one time we booked Agnostic Front and the tour rider had vegan cheese and vegan meats. And now this was 2006. So I literally had to go to three places in Asbury Park trying to find this for them. We finally find it. Me and my friend high five. We're all excited. We go back. They didn't even touch it. Oh, wow. I was like, you know what? From this point forward, I am not getting bands, things on their rider. Okay. Rock bands, though. Rock bands are like ridiculous. Okay. Just what do you mean? with like the riders. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've read some that were like 20 pages of stupid shit. <laughs> well, I can imagine. I can imagine. I, mean, I was I like, could, I just cross out, I cross out. No, 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 no. Did you get anybody with like no brown M&Ms? No, I did not. <laughs> I might have, but I never read it. You so just it's crossed okay. it out. You're like, I yeah, fucked you. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> so now that we're kind of opening things back up and you're apparently getting busy, what is uh, the future for you as far as booking, you know, your career and doing so? Um... I would love to retire right now from this, but apparently that's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. No. We all want to retire. <laughs> I know. It's just never going to It's like happen. once you're in, you're in, yeah. and you know I'm probably going to die booking shows, you're but that's okay. Just another spoke in the wheel. Yeah. You keep turning. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of great stuff coming up this summer, so I'm kind of excited about it. Um, just keep moving on. Just keep I booking. I imagine the offers are just like one after another after another. Yeah, I told I was talking to somebody the other day about how I have Deicide coming, and they looked that's, at that's pretty awesome. They looked at me. They're like, "How did you do that?" I was like, "Hi, it's me." Remember? They're like, "Yeah, yeah I know." I, it's a because I, I, awesome. I'm I've always been good at getting ridiculous bands in small spaces, and even I was questioning how I've done that. <laughs> I mean, Champ Sound System was shit, and these still, big bands would like come. I still kill myself for not getting on that Crowbar show. Which one? The champs one. The champs one. The champs one was great. Oh, it was crazy. It was crazy. But yeah, I just I I never knew how I did it. So they didn't care if the sound system was like shit. I don't know if they didn't care or they just until it was too late. You know what? They just we we got better sounds like stuff along the years. But I mean, mean, it it didn't sound terrible. But like the with champs too, it was there was a whole vibe. You know, it was just it was what it was, and it was glorious. Uh, Everybody had a great time. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It was just it was just champs. Well, that's kind of cool. Now, like when you go, all right. Uh, I don't want to say dingbats or champs or whatever, but maybe some other place. Or if you're going to go to a new place, what are some of the things that you look for 
to be like, okay, I can put a show on here. All right. Well, first off, that's not going to happen because once I'm done here, I'm not going <laughs> down here. That's okay, it. I'm so done. the last time done. you did this, like what are some of the things that you're like, oh man, like I need, okay, we'll say a sound system. We need, do you need a green room? Do you need, you know, like what are the, some well, of the things? Well, we never had a green room anywhere. Champs never had a green room. Thingbest doesn't have a green room. Yeah, Thingbest has that little tiny ass room behind the stage. Yeah, but that's where equipment goes, so yeah. it's kind of... I mean, it's kind of a green room, but kind of kind of not. Um, honestly, I, I mean, where would you put the female masseuse? You know, <laughs> if you had to do that, where would you put her? In that tiny ass room. I'll tell you where I put her. <laughs> That's it. Next time I play for you, I'm going to demand a female. Oh masseuse. my god! I almost want to just be there when she slaps you. It's all right. I know. I'll expect it. I'll welcome it. I'm like, all right, come on, come on. I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I've just fell into venues all the time. Uh, one venue would close, somebody else would hit me up, you know, hey, or I'd find a place like I found Champs after the Rail and Boundbrook closed down. And they're like, yeah, sure. You know, you could book here. And then my partner, Terry, who used to book there too, left me to do it all on my own. And I still blame him for all that. Yeah. Um, but even, you know, when I made it to Dingbats, I just did a show with another promoter up there. I was just looking for a bartending job. Oh. <laughs> I was just looking for a bartending <laughs> job and... Did you ever do both at the same time? I'm doing promote? that now. Oh, are you? Okay. You yeah. Oh, that's gotta be something. I started doing that at Champs, but I... Many a nights you were behind the bar there. Yeah. And then I kind of like... When we first opened and the back bar was open, I would always bartend. But once we started doing all ages and they shut the... Back bar, back it was kind of yeah. pointless. But no, I do that now. I bartend all my shows. Okay. So is that like another way just to well, make a little I don't know. I don't know that? if you know this or I not. I don't know anything. But That's why you're Promoting here. doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I've seen some people it does. <laughs> Who shall remain nameless. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, for me, promoting doesn't pay the bills. So, so. You, it's like a labor of love. So you would like love music that much. I that, hate music. Oh, okay. You should probably edit that out at some point. No, why? Screw that. I hate music too. No, I, I fucking play You know what? The, the whole thing is... Your whole I, stick for the longest time was you hate everybody. Well, I still hate everybody. <laughs> but, you know, I used to have a love for music and it's okay. like being in the scene for so long, it's like, oh, hey, Michelle, why don't you come see our show on your day off? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to do that. Sorry. Although you did go to a show, didn't you go to the Belusky show? No. Don't tell people that. Yes, I was there uh -huh. to support some friends. Uh -huh. I had off. I don't know. I don't, I'm not blaming you. I was in the bar the whole time. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> he's doing out in Bamber now, right? At the BFW. Mm -hmm. We played the two, two out of the three he did in Hebrew Park. Yeah. No, I went there. Um, obviously, I've known Jay for a long time. We all grew up together. We all grew up together. Yeah. Um, but once I found out the whiskey was inside the VFW, that's kind of where I spent most of my time. That's the point of that, too, is to make the VFW some money, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, we made the money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't the, guy, the guy went from, like, measuring shots to just pouring them. There you go. You've got <laughs> to just take it all. Ah, fuck this. There's too many times. It's like, take the rhinos down, knock them out, you know, give them that final shot. Yeah. It was for a good cause, too, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's why we played the first two. Mm. What happened on the third? We didn't play the third one. Why not? Because 
it was like they was kind of like rock and metal on one and then more punk on the other oh okay and then, you know kind of hardcore hardcore was the last song. one yeah, yeah very good now your company what's it about well my company is kind of at a standstill right now but is I've, that because of covid and it's going to start coming you know back what it up, is or? it's because i when covid started you know, it was rough. I had that was like our busy time. Mm-hmm. March, April, venues, busy time. I had I think fourteen shows in fifteen days starting the night of lockdown. Oh wow. I had propane scheduled for that day. <sighs> and I'm like calling these guys. I'm like, look, man, like we can't do it. You know, now we have to close at eight o'clock tonight for good, you know, for COVID and I have more tickets sold than they're saying we could have in here. It's just not possible to do. And that was just the start of all the shows I had falling apart. And it was depressing. Did you have to refund the tickets or are they pushed back to a later date? No, I refunded them. Okay. Because who knew? Like, who? I mean, obviously Live Nation kept everybody's money. But, oh, yeah, I know. You know, I just... As shows got canceled, I refunded the money. Well, yeah, because at that point, you never knew. And look, you were... Oh, well, first it was two weeks, well over, and then okay. it was... Yeah. We're well over a year away, and things are just finally starting to snap back. Exactly. So, yeah, no. And plus, everybody was going out of work, so everybody could use that little bit of money. Yeah, and when okay. things got rescheduled, if they got rescheduled, you know, some some of the shows got rescheduled a few times, so... But when the dates change with TicketWeb, they always say, if you want a refund, you know, contact us. Mm-hmm. So they weren't like, they didn't have to keep the tickets. Cool. You know what I mean? Now, did any of them like say, screw it, let's reschedule no matter when and we'll uh, honor that? Like I'm saying bands that would be like, yeah, screw it. I still want to do it. Like when we can. I'm trying to think. Um, Disciples of Verity, which is Corey Pierce's new band. They're playing next week. That show was rescheduled like three times. Yeah, it's got Corey. Um, it, yeah. yeah, Corey, Corey, Corey George, Mark. Yep. Mark. <laughs> it's also my fortieth birthday. Ooh. Ah. But um, through fire, like that tour got pushed like three times. We kept rescheduling, rescheduling. But they're going off the Fozzie tour too because mine's just an off date. Uh. And then loudness from Japan. Clearly, we needed to make sure they could get here from Japan. So they kept rescheduling and they finally just rescheduled. They were supposed to be on Halloween this year. They rescheduled to February of next year. So hopefully all the rescheduling is done at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Cause it, that was definitely crazy. Yeah. Like, well, you and your Guns N' Roses yeah, tickets. Yeah, I've had Guns N' Roses tickets for almost two years now. <laughs> <laughs> Live Nation? Yeah, no, I'm not going to say Live Nation. Live Nation's like, fuck you. If it's not canceled, it's not canceled. No you keep refund. the tickets. Oh, how convenient. You I know. was kind of curious how they were going to do things if we were still like capacity issue, like limit. Oh, this year? I yeah, because it's like, okay, so PNC, if they had a sold out show and there was, you know, 2,000 tickets sold, but they're only allowed to have like 500 people. How do you pick and choose who gets to go to the show? Yeah, I think that's why. And you can't ask bands to do like sessions either. Yeah, so I was like, I wonder how they're going to do that. But then our glorious governor lifted everything. So So, now that COVID is, is lifting, was it like a mad rush for you to get shows booked right away? Did it all just kind of fall together? Like, I mean, it kind of felt like in New Jersey, a light switch flipped. It was like, oh, shit, bam. Okay, everybody, let's go. Well, when we first got the okay that 
entertainment venues could be open if they're seated. We kind of changed everything around because Dingbats isn't a seated venue. Mm -hmm. So we got tables and everything, and we started doing shows actually in March. Okay. So we did it at like 50 people, capacity, seated shows, and then... Now, since everything to open up, we pulled the tables and everything's back to normal. So we were actually booked. I'm actually booked until 2022 at this point. Wow. Yeah. That's actually really good. Yeah, I know. I mean, we have still like shows to fill in, but like every weekend is booked. That's great. That is absolutely yeah. great. Yeah, I guess everybody's kind of itching to be like, yeah, let's go. Like, and the shows have been great. I mean, people clearly missed live music. Oh, yeah. You know, we haven't had a show that was dead. My Give it time. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's what I kept saying. I was like, you know, eventually it's yeah. going to go back, but I'm going to. Because I was always saying when we were still in the thick of everything, I was like, man, YouTube's a pretty powerful tool right now for people that want to watch their favorite bands because they're all just, they uploaded every show. I mean, I found shows from the early 90s. Yeah. Where I never, like growing up, you never saw that. And you're like, oh shit, I remember reading about this. And Man, I spent a little bit of time in that rabbit hole going through finding bands like live shows and yeah, hear that. And then and the I other. feel I, when they started like to drive in. Uh, that's I, a little. <sighs> yeah. It's like, okay, the point of a show is to go see your friends, yeah. drink at the bar. If you're sitting in your car, it's a totally different experience. Like, yeah. it's stupid. Yeah. Oh, here's one. Since we'll get the promoter's aspect on this. Uh -oh. We keep bouncing this idea. What is your opinion? On if you have a show, and there's still some people that are very hesitant about going out and being around big groups of people. What if you were to sell, like, say your ticket to get in the door is 20 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. What if you were to sell $10 online ticket and you could stream the show? We were actually looking into that, but we're waiting. We have to, like, just say, because then you're going to cover that demographic of people that don't want to don't want to go, but and in that mess. And if you just want to sit in your house, you could pay 10 bucks and watch any band you want. See, you know, I have mixed feelings about that. I get it to the point where, like, if you're far away and you still want to see the show, it's a good idea. But then I feel it might be taking away from people who would actually leave their house to go to the show. Well, whoever's going to go is going to go. Yeah, but you're, that, that's leaving that, that alley open for people that want to see it but don't want to be at the bar or, right. you know, in that group of people. Or I agree. I agree. It would probably be smart. I think we're looking into doing that. Uh, we just have to... It's kind you, of the future at this point, you would think. Yeah. Do you think it would benefit doing that because the kids are kind of lazy and they don't want to go to a show? See, that's the thing. Like that's, why, like, that's why I'm, like, up in the air about it. Because nobody loves music anymore. No. No, it's just a, a back... It's elevator music now. Yeah. That's all it it's is. It's whoever you can drag your friends to go see your band. And, and they don't even stay. They see ah, their friend's the band and, and then they leave split. and it's like... What's the point? You know, I've discovered bands just by going to a show and seeing them. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember seeing Head P at Starland, and that's how I discovered Dry Kill Logic and Index Case, who, you know, I fell in love with both their CDs. Kids just don't do that nowadays. No. Back in the day, that's how I found uh, Struck Down and Send 72 and Redline and Bloodline. And well, because we didn't have the luxury of... Facebook and MySpace yeah. and all this other stuff. To, people would just go to shows because, oh, hey, bands are playing. Let's go. Yeah. And that's why when like people um, give trouble about like ticket sales and stuff like that, I'm like, it's not the time where people just go out to see who's oh. playing. No. Yeah. It's a totally different time. I remember we played the Saint packed house all night long. We were the headlining band. 
all night long. Curtain closes, we go up, we set up, curtain opens, boom, only like the 25 people that we brought. Mm-hmm. Every single other person in the bar left. I was like, son of a bitch. I had and that happen one time with a headliner Ooh. and like the record label was there. And nice. every local band and every person they brought left before they went on. Oh, that's and it amazed me because the guy used to be a mushroom head. So it was like a side project. And like one of the opening bands was wearing a mushroom head t-shirt and left. Wow. <laughs> wow. So now did you, what, what happened with that? It like, was embarrassing. I mean, I was actually embarrassed and I don't, I don't like that. I don't like, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that happening. And unfortunately there's nothing you could do about it. I've also had was there bands a, completely leave because the headliner, you know, ignored all the local bands they were not in at all during their set i hate that uh, yeah. and what That's happened everybody guys. fucking left everybody left before the headliners went on they're like what happened i'm like well you know you disrespected the local bands so why should they keep their people here yeah yeah that's why i love when we play for die oh, yeah. they were always in there hanging out and yeah they're they just one of the guys yeah that was right. like the first national act i actually booked yeah yeah, I think we played for, play with them three times for you. Probably Something like that, three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <clears throat> it's a good days. I miss those dudes. I wish they would just put out that damn album they've been saying. They're yeah, good for luck like with that. Ten years. <laughs> we still tease them about that. Oh, I, I hit him up on Facebook the other day about it. I was like, "You're gonna put out that album," and he's just like, "Dot dot 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 dot." <laughs> John's actually coming to my birthday show next week, so oh, that yeah? should be fun. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. That's not stuff, but. What like happened with that headlining act? Like, was there a repercussion to that? They other just than, played in front of nobody. Wow! So they actually <laughs> they just played in front what of nobody. What the label say? Oh, that one. Yeah. No, there was no reper- uh, I can't even talk. repercussions um, on that particular show. It was just like embarrassing because oh, okay. everybody left. But the one where the headliner like ignored everybody. The next time they played for me, you bet your ass they were in there for every local band. Oh wow. Yeah. Learned a lesson right there. Oh, yeah, they that's, did. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. It's like, hey, all these other bands brought all these people to see us. Maybe we should go in and see them. Hmm. Hmm. What a concept. <laughs> Novel idea. That's why I like booking like the mid-sized venues or smaller venues because there's really no place for them to hide. True. Yeah. You know. Unless they sit out in their van. Right. And then you're an asshole if you do that. Yeah. So. I've seen bands do that. A couple. Oh, there's always a couple. There's always a couple. There's more than a couple. But anyway. <laughs> Ones that probably should no, they probably should. I don't even know. I had a band yell because um, there was nobody in the room when they played, and then they went on Facebook the next day saying like the shows weren't promoted. I was like, uh, the band you were on tour with before you had a packed fucking room, and you took like an hour to get on stage. Oh, wow. Like that's not a me problem. That's a nobody cares about your band anymore problem. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. And then they end up fighting each other in this fucking streets of Trenton. <laughs> <laughs> so they were blaming you. They that, were blaming us for the crowd. So um, you just kind of like when you put the shows together, if they took an hour, that's on them. To that's set on up? them. Okay. Because who wants to wait an hour? No, no, nobody. nobody. But I've been to places like, oh, you got 15 minutes. Like the sound system's going on. You know what? If the, you're it, not ready. You're going to sound like shit that first song. When you have contracts, though, you kind of got to just go with the flow. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Psycho Stick was on that tour and the room was packed. Packed. And then they blame, you know, the venues for promoting. And it's like, well, 
nobody cares about your band anymore and you took way too long to set up and get on stage so that's why you played in front of nobody wow psycho stick was great i love psycho stick they were great <laughs> there was this they never got the credit they deserved because they were great they were a great band yeah they still are a great band i would say but like, like musically they were a great band it's just they kind of took themselves as a joke and yeah they deserve so much better than what they got <laughs> Matt, you're up. So who's your favorite band and why is it disturbed? <laughs> oh, you <laughs> You had to know it was coming. I refuse to answer that question. Oh see, it is disturbed. No, I actually got those tattoos covered up. Oh. <laughs> All right, well All right, so my favorite band nowadays, like yeah. just coming out of... It's useless, I know. It's okay. Stop it. <laughs> Um, the band Through Fire. Yeah. I really, really dig them. They played at Dingbats. They gave me their CD. That thing stayed in my fucking car for like a year. And now I actually get to book them, which sucks because I was supposed to book them last year and then COVID hit. So I was like, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to be so mad. Nah. But I don't, I don't really have a lot of respect for like newer bands. It all sounds the same. Yes, oh, we have that conversation all yeah. the time. There's just... It's everything's to a formula, and there's just there's it's no just passion crap. to it anymore. No. Most it's of them fix it in garbage. a computer. Yeah, they fix it in garbage. the computer. They can't do it live. Oh yeah, I mean, I listen to some of the shit my 18 year old listens to, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> my son too. He's, he's about to be 16, and he listens to the absolute. Where I feel like I failed. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> like, but then I'll catch him like he's playing music in the shower, and I hear like Danzig going or something. And I'm like. All right, so it's not maybe, that bad. Maybe there is hope. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's a little hope, but he's 18, so it's like, eh. Yeah. All right, uh, I will give you the same final question we give everybody else. If there's one thing you could change about the music scene in Jersey, what would it be and why? I would say, wow, honestly. Oh, oh, no, I mean, <laughs> I could tell you exactly what it is. Promoters booking the same shows over and over and over. Same band, same shows. Why do you oh. think that? Like, is it because they probably sell the most tickets or something? Or Yeah, but if you do that, I mean, people aren't going to come all the time. If you're going to see the same lineup 10 different times in like a month period, you're just screwing, you know, this band's draw. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying I also blame bands but i also blame bands because they agree to every show yeah it's ingrained to their heads to be like you have to play all the time you have to play play everywhere why why if you don't play why why don't we have people here well because they saw the same show 10 times already Mm -hmm. you know it's the same thing over and over again mix it up people yeah (laughs) you know i mean i when i first started at dingbads i'd see the same band book three times in a month and i was and they would say to me my friends don't come out anymore well you're doing the same set at the yeah. same venue three times a month. They're yeah, not going to come gonna out. That, yeah. Why would you do the same set, though, three times? Because all the, they all just I mean, take shows, take shows, take shows. Yeah, they just take shows so they don't have time to work on music, you know, new music. Uh, okay, and what's like the average age of the bands that like you see come through? Like, say, the newer bands. Are they like... 20s, 30s, 40s. Like on a local level? Yeah, or? I'll say on a local level. Because the, the touring's all, and most of them are probably old now, but 
like local level original bands. Oh yeah. I would say probably in their thirties. Okay. See, and I I would feel thirties. You should know better of all those scenarios well, that the, we just said. When this was going on, I mean, it was, they were in their twenties. That then they're probably in their late twenties, and that. They still, still, you should know, know better. better. Yeah, you should yeah. still know better. That's you don't a, have to say yes to every show. That's a nineteen to twenty-two year old thing that, right? You know that they're doing. I mean, I once had a band leave a show because they handed me, I want to say, three ticket sales on a bigger show, and they said, "Well, we don't want to play in front of our friends. We want to play in front of everybody else's friends." I said, "Well, what are the other bands supposed to play in front of?" And they left. Wow. <laughs> Because it's true. Okay, so you want to bank off of all these other people in here that are for the other bands, but you don't want to contribute to you know, people getting to listen to these other bands. Mm-hmm. I guess I took offense to it in love. <laughs> well, I've always said it's, it, it's come down to like an us versus them kind of thing with bands, and it's, it's kind of bullshit. There's no like, you know, back when I was playing and when I was younger, it was always like everybody was trying to get our fans to listen to that band, and that band was trying to get their fans to listen to our band, and that's how you make the scene. You know? Absolutely. You know, when we said, when you go to see all the bands on the show, you're not going to see one band and then hightailing it out of there. And how do you think bigger acts take smaller bands on tour? Yeah. You stick around, you make friends, and then who knows? Maybe they'll say, hey, you know, we're doing a tour. We want to bring a smaller band on. You know, you guys want to do it? You know, people don't think that way. They don't think like marketing and promoting. They just think, I want to get paid. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. There's no money in music anymore. There's kids. no money in promoting either. <laughs> that's why I've gotten to the point where like I'm already old enough where I just I'm doing it for fun and that's it. That's well, you know. I mean every I'm like, do you think I'd be bartending if I was making money booking shows? Yeah. <laughs> right. you, do you think, well, I'm almost really, forty years old. I really like bartending. No, I really hate it, and I'm a terrible bartender. I just, <laughs> just I just yell at people and give them alcohol. <laughs> Here's a beer. That would ups- that's what upset me the most about having to wear a mask. Like People couldn't see like the faces I was actually making at them. Now I'm so happy that they'll see when I'm angry. I don't have to wear the mask. I want you to see me. me I would like when you come up to me and ask for a beer and not tell me what kind. You could see the look in my eyes and my face. Like, are you serious? Like, can you tell me what kind? Just grab the biggest piece of shit beer you can find. Be like, here you go. You said a beer. Now you got to drink it. Here's your Keystone Light. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, Natty Ice? All right. Yeah. Oh, here's our duels, and you're paying regular Small, price. Small Milwaukee. <laughs> Break out the beast. Oh, God. And now, a word from our sponsors. Uh, the power of sticker Jesus compels you. Full color. He spelled full wrong. Or you spelled full wrong. I, I moved probably. Yes. <laughs> I awesome. know you went to Lacey with me, yeah. but come on. Okay. Yeah. I did it in a hurry. Leave me alone. <laughs> Full color, waterproof, and UV resistant decals printed for your art, business club, or anything you want to promote. DM his assholeness on Instagram at Stuck Up Sticker Company. Is it assholiness? <laughs> it's assholiness. Does everybody have a problem with that? At Stick Up Sticker. Uh, stick Up Sticker. <laughs> stick Up Sticker. Fuck stuckers. you, Matt. <laughs> you fucked me up. Start over. Oh, no, they keep going. It's <laughs> perfect. On Instagram at Stuck Up Sticker Company or me- email him at stuckupstickercompany at gmail.com. It's not C O O M, Matt. 
It's C O M. Oh my God. Is there a spell check on that fucking thing? What'd you do? <laughs> I don't know. To start your order today, remember, Stuck Up is your source for signs, stickers, what? banners, and way more. No, no, no. Bring that back up. Bring that up, though. You typed and hit fucking spell check. I want to see how many red lines we get on there. Hold on. Holy shit. <laughs> There's one under S holiness because it's not even a real word. What about all those other ones? <laughs> oh, I'm missing an L. It's so sue me. Uh, and dot com is not C-O-O-M. I changed it, right? Yeah. Okay. Just pipe down over there. This is just proof to not send your kid to Lacey Township High School. It's true. It's yeah. true. We're coming on this podcast. Fucking <laughs> Two stuff. shining examples right here. Um, other than that, check out Dingbats on Instagram at Dingbats New Jersey Official. Dingbats NJ official, sorry. Um, our website's kind of out of commission at the moment. We're going to be doing a whole new one. So check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and yeah. see what we have going up. You have anything good coming up end of August, September? Yes, I have uh, Deicide and Cataclysm in August, um, July. Jesus, I have... I'm going to read off my phone because... That's we have so much. We have so much. I mean, we're I'm sure she spell checked her stuff. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I went to Le- I went to Lacey too. So you know how to use a phone, right? I do know how to use a phone. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but you had spell checked for her. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have enough is enough coming on the fourth of July, and kill Devil Hill, faster pussycat. Kill Devil Hill, that's Rex from Pantera, right? Yeah, but he's not in the band anymore. Is Johnny in there still? Kelly? Johnny is, yes. Is he? Oh, yes. Okay. And I think that's why we got... Our sound guy is Steve Zing from Danzig and Sam Hain. Oh, okay. Because so, Johnny's in yeah. Danzig, too. And what's the other one he's playing for? God, I... Uh, he's, he's gonna in, slap me, He's too. in Hookers and Blow. Yeah, that I know. He's in... Um, Silver Tomb? Silver Tomb. He's in... Because that's what Kelly... I think he's playing... With one of the, uh, another 80s band, too. Quiet Riot. Quiet Riot. That's, that's it. it yeah. Yep. That's it. I think Johnny's just a universal drummer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love when I have like a typo negative tribute and Steve's doing sound and he's FaceTiming Johnny at the same time. Oh God, that's so and, I, and he like points his phone and you just see Johnny shaking his head. I hope that, you know, he was very attached to that band. Yeah. That was part of his uh, history. Because I got I got a chance to know him quite well, worked with him a couple times. So yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, we have Gemini Syndrome, Kaleido, who are my personal favorite. I don't know why I'm telling you August if this isn't coming out until September. And like August, August, September, August early sub- September. Yeah. <laughs> we can always edit out the August dates. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So September. Um, I have Edema coming, which I'm excited about because oh, you got a fangirl out again. Of course. I fangirled them the minute they walked in the door with Power Man, <laughs> who I also fangirled, by the way. Uh, through Fire, as I mentioned before. I don't know. I think that's really... Oh, November, we have Otep coming. And Sarah Longfield, Tantric, again, Metal Mike from Rob Halford's band. Uh, Swallow the Sun, which isn't announced yet. Hopefully it'll be announced by the time this podcast comes out. Otherwise, Sweet. oops. 
And then we have our weekend that's with a, Dog Fashion Disco. That's an disco. exclusive right there. <laughs> that is an exclusive. We have a weekend with Dog Fashion Disco again in December. They do two days. Awesome. Yeah, it's usually a very solid weekend. People cool. come to see that band like from everywhere. Nice. All right, well, thanks for coming yeah. out. I appreciate it. Only for you, Matt. I know. You, I got nothing but love for you. You know, you know I love you too. All right, well, uh, you guys have a great night, and we'll see you on the next one.